Welcome to Preston Super Show. NFL Week 15 picks. You know, I'm looking through the TV really quickly here. And I see the people on ESPN struggling to go in the green here with their picks. I'm like, here's the professionals, all the access, all the resources. And these guys can't even have a positive record on their picks. And I just thought that was really interesting. Like, how do you call yourself an expert, but you're tossing out amateur picks? Like Scott Van Pelt. He doesn't even have a winning record, this guy. He's up there doing his show and everything. I love SVP, but I'm like, bro. I mean, at some point, you have to start winning... Like, you have to show people you know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I'm funny. I'm doing this and that. And, but when I give out a pick, it's accurate. You know what I mean? And he's not even doing that. It's just is like mind-boggling. They even let him give out picks. Like, bro, you're big in the hole. You're making no money. No one's making money off that. Not not how bad he was down. <laughs> how are you still... How is this still... Just stop doing the picks. And then the guy next to him didn't put up his record. He just came in from the side or something. I got a pick for you. Right, <laughs> right here in my pocket, I got a pick for you. I don't know. I thought it was a joke. I think some of these shows are funny. You know. But my show's better. Listen to Preston Super Show. My show's way better than everybody else's sports show. They are just talking about crap. I'm talking about the actual games. So let's get into it. Enough of the crap. Los Angeles Chargers versus the Las Vegas Raiders. First game on the board here. And I'm making these picks with the audience. With you, the audience, okay? And in the future, yes, I do want people to be able to call in and have a good old cheery time. Yeah, cool. Prime video, 7-15 kickoff. The line is the Raiders are favorite here. Uh, minus three favorites. Total set at 34 and a half. So, I mean, I like what I've seen. Um, Chargers are 5-8. and eight, Raiders are 5-8. and eight. What do you want to do? You know what I mean? So, I look at the Chargers as a team, and I, I see them just struggling, continuing to struggle, continuing to find rhythm. Then I see the Raiders. I see another team that's continuing to struggle, continue, you know, continuing to have a hard time. But I just don't like anything about the Raiders. I'm just less and less about this team am I liking. And I think Aiden O'Connell's getting, you know, fed to the Wolves. I think Devontae Adams has packed it in. And I'm calling things the way they need to be called here in NFL Week 15. I mean, I, hey, dude, that's a cool Taco Bell commercial. I'm glad you made a lot of money. And I'm actually happy for you. Uh... You know, uh, it was really great. You were a Green Bay Packer at one time as well. That was really cool. But it seems to me like there's still an opportunity for this guy to have a 1,000-yard season. So maybe he still wants to do that. And I think overall, this is a team in the Las Vegas Raiders that has nothing to lose, just like the Los Angeles Chargers. But uh, Vegas being favored here is dumb. Chargers will cover the spread and they will win. 
total at 34 and a half. Let me tell you, um, the Raiders defense is just doesn't look like themselves. Looks like it's just anybody do anything. And uh, Crosby, you know, some of these guys on the defensive line aren't looking like they're getting there right now. So I don't know if it's going to just all of a sudden happen here. And I think uh, the Chargers just have a little bit more on offense uh, to keep the Raiders off the field for a while and, and run this total over that 34 and a half. Uh, by the time the Raiders try to piece something together. But this is a team that looks angry and frustrated. And I think it's a very bad idea for this to be a Thursday night game, to be honest with you. My humble opinion, my personal opinion, I'm moving on. But I think it's a very bad idea to put the Raiders at the Chargers on Thursday night. Not because of the record. Not anything to do with that. It's not anything to do with that. There's four weeks of football left counting this week you have this game you have four games left and the Raiders as a team don't this is not looking good folks so I don't know I'm 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 worried for the Raiders right now I don't I think I think it's going to be like humiliation you know so the Chargers uh win that game and I'm moving on start with the noon slate of games and uh, this is for Saturday, okay? Because we're in that time of year now where you're going to start getting some Saturday football because college football is out of the way. And there's kind of an uh, an idea that, you know, since, you know, long time ago when college football wasn't on TV, the NFL would want to do Saturday games. So, you know, since we had college football, it was great, but now it's time. You know, for the for the big leagues, it's time for the big players to get it going. So I like uh, the first game here. The Minnesota Vikings go into the jungle against the Bengals, who are streaking now with Jake Browning at quarterback. Let's talk about these teams. The Vikings are seven and six. The Bengals are seven and six. The Bengals are minus three on the spread. Total set at forty and a half. What do I like in this game? To be honest with you, uh, I think the over is hard to reach for the Vikings and the Bengals. I think both these teams are going to have a a pretty tough time getting to that total. What I do like for the Bengals is they have a small three-headed monster. Okay, They have a small three-headed monster. They have Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins, who's been able to string some, some shit together and get it going. So I'm thinking that Ultimately, in this game, my gut feeling is, hey, the Bengals are who they say they are. They will continue to, you know, win at home. But moving forward, the Minnesota Vikings look like a team that's a little bit doomed. And I think this is where you see, you know, kind of that take place. It's it's Saturday, it's noon. What else is really going on unless you're working? So, yeah, it's it's something to tune into and see for me. But I do believe the Bengals will have a an, a, a few out uh, offensive bursts because I feel like Jamar Chase gets it going. He's going to beat and whoever's in front of him. He's going to pick on the Vikings secondary. Then you have Joe Mixon who, when he decides to turn it on and he decides that he's going to really be their top back, 
you know, he can really help this team string a drive together. But a lot of that's coming late in the games. So Joe Mixon, 201 carries, 768 yards and 7 touchdowns. Um, You know, to talk about stats is a little bit of a a weird year for stats. But Jamar Chase is the top receiver in this game for for the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, with with breaking 1,000 yards on the season, he's going to continue to elevate this team to places that you know, when when Joe Burrow went down, we didn't believe they'd be able to reach. So, seeing how this is panning out for the Bengals, it looks like everybody's bought into this system. And them getting to play at home in the jungle. Uh, for a 7-6 and six team, this late in the year, when so much has gone wrong, this is like something, this is like a gift. It's an early Christmas gift for the Bengals. Minnesota Vikings will crumble. It, they will crumble hard right here in Cincinnati after an awful showing out in Las Vegas, whatever that was, if you want to call that football. Uh, it was, they, they say defensive struggle. It's a, it's not a defensive struggle. The defenses are struggling themselves to stay oh, upright. Okay, <laughs> that was not a. De- it was a, the defenses were struggling to play that in that game. So now we move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers versus Indianapolis Colts. This is Saturday, 3.30 kickoff. Um, After the Bengals win and cover the spread at minus three, the Steelers play the Colts, and the Steelers are 7-6, and six, and the Colts are 7-6. and six. And I'm not done with Minshew Mania just yet. I have a bone to pick with him. Colts are minus one and a half on the spread. The total is 42 and a half. But your good friend Heavy P has a bone to pick with Mania. He needs to get it going. This is a lot like Jordan Love. Couple guys that have been floating around in the NFL. Yeah, we get it. You vote, you know, Minshew actually has had the time to play and actually captivated an audience. Jordan Love has just now done that. But they've both been around here a while, floating around. And this whole, I'm going to show up in the second half. And that's when I'm going to be on fire mentality. Or I'm sleepwalking through this day. Or I don't know what's going on. But they need to correct it. Because this the NFL is a revolving door. And people are like, oh, it's not that easy to play quarterback in the NFL. From what we've all been seeing, it's not too damn difficult either. So they should be careful of what they say because they're replaceable too. And it's a revolving door in the NFL, and it's always been like that. So don't let them tell you any different. Don't let them think social media changed the business. It's changed the business in certain aspects, yes, but it's always been a revolving door. Steelers versus the Colts. The Colts will cover the spread easily. Minus one and a half. You're at home. You're playing in your environment and your element against a Steelers team who's pretty much uh, having a mutiny. Um, And everybody's against the Steelers inside their own organization. And a house cannot, a house divided cannot stand. A house divided 
amongst the people in the house cannot keep that house functional. So the Steelers, without correcting the dysfunction from within, are about to implode on themselves. And you're going to see it on the football field. That's where that is where they will implode on themselves. The Indianapolis Colts have been ridiculed and picked on, and the Steelers have been ridiculed and picked on. So I love the physical aspect of this game. 42 and a half is way too high. Love the under. Love it. Because all the Steelers have right now is to play for respect. Do you understand? And the Colts' defense has not earned respect at home. Do you understand? Thank you, audience. Because at 3.30 kickoff on Saturday in the Lucas Oil Stadium, the Indianapolis Colts will proceed to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gardner Minshew will look better than he has. He has Michael Pittman Jr. and Granderson and guys that are showing up like Pierce at receiver that he wasn't able to find early on last week and is costing his team. So Minshew Mania will get it going. He's had a little bit more time to get acclimated with these guys. And with Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor in your backfield, I expect some offensive outpouring from the Colts. I don't think we'll get it in the numbers the sportsbook may be projecting. I think we go under. I think we completely go under, but the Colts cover because there's not enough offense from the Steelers and Trubisky is going to fall right into the trap of this Colts defense. So I'm finishing up Saturday's games with the Denver Broncos versus the Detroit Lions. What do you like about the Denver Broncos is their defense. I mean, Vic Fangio has these guys playing. I haven't seen a defense play like this in a long time. They're not the biggest defense. They're not the fastest defense. And I can tell right away just by looking. But they're getting it done. They're finding ways to get it done. They're finding ways to win. And a good team finds ways to win. It doesn't always look good. The Broncos are 7-6. and six. The Lions are 9-4. and four. The Lions need a big rebound, right? Like, they need a big rebound. You understand what I'm saying? It's everything's starting to fall apart for them. And Jared Goff is starting to be figured out. But I, when the Broncos have gone on the road, it's very questionable. They're shaky. You're taking a chance. You're taking a big chance picking them. They're the underdogs, plus four on the spread. Is that enough? Think about it. Is it enough? Number one, they're already the underdog. Now ask yourself with your $100 or your $50, whatever you're going to wager, or maybe you're saying, you know, hey, I, I, my, my stomach can only handle $25 on that game. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter to me. Because I'm here to give the accuracy. I'm here to give 
the right pick. I'm not here to play around with whatever you want to do with your money. I'm here to give the right picks. The Denver Broncos are going to have a very difficult time playing here. And I think they have a difficult time playing here because Detroit's defense is very underappreciated. Total set at 47 and a half tells me this has the potential to be a high scoring game, actually. And I have seen the Detroit defense fold up a little bit. But you have to then ask the question, is this because of their offense being dynamic of, that they're playing against? Is this because of the offenses they're playing against being dynamic? Or is this because of their defense just starting to wear down late in the year? Now, that's a tough question. Because it's hard to say it's both. It's hard to say they're playing against such good and talented uh, uh, dynamic offenses and their defense is still great. And it's hard, you know, it, it, and then it's hard to say that their defense is not that great. And they're playing against a bad offense. So you have to like be really careful about how you, where you side with, with, with these teams. Because the Lions at 9-4 and four seem to be high on the hog. Felt very comfortable. They're going to run away with the division. They're going to book an easy, you know, playoff spot and uh, get home, try to take that home field advantage and do something with it in their first game. Now they're looking like they might not get a home field advantage in the playoffs if they don't win out. So it becomes a weird scenario for the Detroit Lions where the pressure's on them again. How do they respond to the pressure? They've been a pretty good pressure team this year. The Denver Broncos on the road really exposed a Bills team that was high-powered. But the Bills have come back from that. But they did expose a lot of the flaws in their system. And I think the Broncos do expose a lot of the flaws in team system, uh, different systems. But it's really tough for the Denver Broncos to come into Detroit and win this game. Like, this is not somewhere Russell Wilson um, has, in my, in my memory, has dominated. This is somewhere where Jared Goff's more comfortable. And they've dropped a few here. Two, exactly. But they've won the four games that were pretty big on their home field. And the question becomes, does the Lions roster right now equal enough success to beat this Broncos team? Because the Broncos are coming in hot. The Broncos are coming in with motivation. And it would have been different if the Lions were going into Denver. It's a very tough game. But the Lions have fire in their belly because of taking a loss. But then you have to remember they're at home. They've been able to get a little bit comfortable before this game 
But the Denver Broncos, realistically, will win this game in my opinion. I'm picking them to win, cover the spread. I think the total goes under. I think the defenses make this game very low scoring. But Vegas put that at 47 and a half, and that is a number that means it has a potential to be a high scoring game. They will not live up to the potential here. I've seen what I need to see in Detroit's offense in their current shape, and I've seen what I need to see in Denver's defense in their current shape. And I'm not phased because they played against explosive offenses and contained them and made them look silly. And I honestly think they're going to do that here. And I think the Lions' problems are going to be exposed. And I think you have three games on Saturday where teams are going to get exposed. And right here is one of them. 7-15 kickoff. You got my pick. I'm going with the Denver Broncos, the underdog here, coming in hot with some fire and when I come back we're heading into Sunday's games welcome back heading into Sunday's games for NFL week 15 and I thank you for being here we're looking at the Chicago Bears versus the Cleveland Browns and the Chicago Bears are 5-8. and eight. The Cleveland Browns are 8-5. and five. Mostly what I like about this game is the chance for the Cleveland Browns to just pummel the Bears. And that's being fair. That's being nice. I think that's being as nice as I can with it. Um, and I think ultimately these teams have a long way to go. Um, regardless of what side you're on. But the Cleveland Browns, with Joe Flacco leading the way and looking like, man, I'm telling you, anybody can play quarterback. Like, he's making it look like, no problem, I haven't played in forever, dude. No problem. And he shows up, folks. He shows up. And he gets it done. And it's not fluke. It's not a fluke. It's nothing of the sort. Chicago's got to travel here. This is a 5-8 and eight Bears team that is trying to fight back into the hunt. But they are a terrible road team. 2-5 and five on the road. All year have been bad. Browns are 8-5, and 6-1 at home. Beating teams people don't believe they should beat. In this week, once again... They will be a team that some people don't believe they can be. I mean, three-point favorites is not a lot. They don't respect this Browns team. Folks, the Browns are at home. The total set at 38.5. Cleveland is minus three favorites. That is ridiculous. Cleveland will win this game. They will cover the spread. This Cleveland team is more physical than this Bears team, which that right there is going to cause the Bears problems. Then on top of that, Justin Fields 
showing you a couple signs of brilliance. Like I've said, he shows you a couple signs of brilliance here. And then that light is turned right off. I mean, that's a, that's a light that comes on as easy as you go to the wall. I mean, this guy is not that guy, pal. And the Browns defense is going to feast. They're going to make Justin Fields look silly because he is silly. And the Bears are a silly franchise. And they look foolish. Stop. Stop with, oh, we can do this or we can do that. You guys are scraping by. Get out of here. The Browns are going to put an end to that and officially knock the Bears out of playoff contention. Thank you, Cleveland Browns. I'll be thanking you again on Sunday. Now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play the Green Bay Packers. And what happened to the Green Bay Packers in New York? I mean, that was just pathetic. Just a poor excuse of football from the Green Bay Packers. I mean, you got the kicker missing a kick that was crucial. You got Jordan Love throwing the ball over guys' heads, behind guys. I mean, dude... You gotta, you gotta settle down, bro. Settle down, bro. Don't think because guys are getting so many yards after the catch and you see your stats that that's any indicator of anything. Because he's got over 3,000 yards passing, but I'm seeing how it's getting done. And he's on the Brett Favre path. He's on the real Brett Favre path. Because he's got to limit those interceptions. Mr. 11 interceptions. 23 touchdowns is nice because he hasn't even had top-tier talent in there. He's had some speed. And got a lot of guys that can't stay healthy and a lot of guys that drop balls. Christian Watson, Wicks, Reed, they all drop balls. Heath drops balls. They all they got a bunch of droppers. Like most most teams have a bunch of guys that drop balls right now. It's so weird. So you want to play in Green Bay. You said yes. It's cold weather football time. Show me. Go out here and show me you want to play in Green Bay. Go out here and show me you want to be a Green Bay Packer. Freezing. It's going to be freezing. And the Buccaneers come up here. Look, all these guys aren't from warm weather. But they've been in warm weather for a while. So coming up here is not going to be fun. And honestly, I think that it's a close first half. I think that the Buccaneers are going to have a good script ready. Yep, that's what they call it. They call it an offensive script. They're going to come out with a good offensive script. They're going to follow that play sheet right. But by the end of it, folks, it won't matter. The Green Bay Packers defense will cause so much havoc in this game to win this game. They know what they're up against. They know that a lot of guys are playing for contracts and that If it doesn't work out here, it's not like you go walk on another team and all of a sudden you become a big-time big shot. It's not how it works. Being a Green Bay Packers special, it's different than just being on any old team. They have a lot of pride in this football team. These fans, as much as people want to say this or that about them, the real true Green Bay Packers fans have a lot of pride in their team. And we believe in this Packers team. And if this was in Tampa Bay... It would be Tampa Bay winning this game. 
But because they have to come up here and this Packers team so pissed off and they got the benefit of playing in the cold. Yes, the benefit of playing in the cold because that's the Green Bay way. The Green Bay way is to play in the cold. So the Green Bay way is to play in the cold. It's December, mid-December. This is a Green Bay Packer win. Classic Green Bay Packer win. Their favorites here, minus three and a half on the spread. Total set at 41 and a half. Tampa Bay will give them a rally, but they won't win. Packers win. They cover the spread, minus three and a half. I believe they cover that spread. Total, 41 and a half. Um, that sneaks over, believe it or not. That sneaks over. Next game, Houston Texans versus the Tennessee Titans. And what do we like about this game, folks? Well, we like that we have two teams that are desperate for wins. I mean desperate. Tennessee is desperate. Don't be confused. Houston's desperate. And you know it's the NFL. And just weird stuff happens in the NFL every week, right? Like the Giants beating the Packers. Everybody all week telling you the Packers. Easy game. Forget about it. Then it happened. Oh, my goodness. Dolphins, uh, Dolphins, Titans. Another good example. Easy game. Forget about it. Dolphins will crush them. Then what happened? Titans late game rally. Miami forgot about them. That's what happens. So Houston coming in here is a bad situation for them. Whole team's whole team suffering from some injuries. Nico Collins went went down. Tank Dell went down. Oh, Tank Dell's out. It doesn't look like any of the other receivers for Houston um, regained their composure is the best way to put it. Then C.J. Stroud got hurt because the offensive line got overwhelmed. And now you're playing against the Titans who just caught some fire, who were pretty much dead in the water. And zombies are real because this team is definitely a zombie. The Titans are a zombie team. And they're going to win this game, zombie style. Their favorite, they're the favorites, minus two and a half. Total set at 38 and a half. I tell you right now, I like the under. I think this game goes under the total. Texas are going to struggle to find their offense. They're going to struggle because I don't believe CJ Stroud might even play that game. And if he does, he's limited with his weapons. And the Titans defense is stingy right now, playing very stingy football. So I'd like the Tennessee Titans to win outright. Um, I actually am going to take the Texans. uh, I would take the Texans on the spread because I don't think there's going to be a ton of points scored. Um, I don't think that the Titans um, blow past this Texans team. But I think Derrick Henry is going to pop quite a few ones here and make it very tough for that Texans team to do anything in this game and it's going to be some late game heroics when the Texans will cover that spread and fall short two and two and uh, four on the road two and four Texans team on the road Titans are four and two at home and the games they lost at home were against very hungry teams who were together units were together pieces were together best offensive players were in there at receiver and running back the Texans don't have that luxury, and their defense got a little bit thinner. I don't like them this week. I like the Titans this week. Titans are at home, coming off a big emotional win 
So it is a little bit worrisome. And that's why I like the Texans on the spread. Titans to win. Total goes under. New York Jets take on the Miami Dolphins in the next game, noon kickoff. Dolphins get a chance to avenge a brutal defeat in the last couple minutes of that game, falling to the Titans. And they get the Jets, who I'm not believing anything about this Jets team. There's still no Aaron Rodgers out there, so I'm not liking this Jets team. If, you know, Aaron Rodgers came back this week, um... That would be great for the Jets. There would be some type of rally. There'd be some excitement, some enthusiasm. It, it, that would be believable, actually. But he's still not ready. And he's still saying next week. So I'm liking the Dolphins right away. Favorited by eight and a half. They're eight and a half favorites here at the spread. And the total set at 37 and a half. Now, that total will go over because I don't believe in this Jets defense. Five and eight Jets team, two and three on the road. We're embarrassed by Miami. You're going to get more of the same. Um, It hasn't been far enough apart from when these teams played last. If there was more time in between when they played, I would say, oh, the Jets can, can sneak one out like the Titans. They won't. And the Dolphins' defense will stand on business. And they'll make this a physical game. Because the Jets will try to make this a physical game. And when teams tend to do that, they do tend to lose. Unless you have that Aaron Rodgers-esque figure. And this is a game I'm surprised Aaron Rodgers isn't didn't work a little bit more to get back to. He's had some success down in Miami. Folks, there was a game I remember where he was playing with the Green Bay Packers and it looked like all hope was lost. Game was over and he came back one on the last play. Aaron Rodgers is the real deal, you know, when he plays. But if he's not playing, no, I can't get behind all that crap. So the Miami Dolphins, 5-1 and one at home, they took their first home loss. It's better they take it now than in the playoffs. So I like the Dolphins here to run away with it. I think it's hard to slow this Dolphins team down at home. I think it's hard to slow them down at any time when they're working together. Now we have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the New England Patriots. And the Kansas City Chiefs are 8-5. The New England Patriots are 3-10. The Chiefs are minus 7.5 on the spread. They're 7.5 favorites. After everything that's been going on, everybody decides they're going to take that controversy. They're going to take it on the road, right in their backpack. Travis Kelsey's going to pull it out. You know, it, it, it's time to go. This is hilarious. Total set at 37 and a half. So they will win this game. Um, Because I don't see the offense with the Patriots happening much. Like, what? Where do the points come from at some point? At some point, there's got to be points. So I think Bill Belichick is just going through the motions. Sad to say, I think he's just going through the motions. 
Um, depending how bad this loss is, he might be done after this game. I mean, I'm being serious. He, he might be done after this game. So, depending how bad the Chiefs come and put a beating on the Patriots, I think, to be honest with you, the Chiefs are going to come and put a real big, big number on this Patriots team. I think somewhere close to 50 points. I literally think somewhere close to 50 points is where the Chiefs are going to get to in this game. They'll get there. So take the team total for the Chiefs over against the Patriots. Um, and the over itself at 37.5 is a nice number. Um, but I like the, the Chiefs team total more. I think you, there's more value there. And then um, the Patriots defense will fade away into the night. Well, into the afternoon, I should say. Because this is a noon kickoff on Fox for AFC viewers. And it's going to be cold. It's not going to be a nice day. And the Chiefs are going to want to, they're going to want to get it going. So look for them to run up the score. Chiefs win, cover the spread, total goes over. Moving on to the New York Giants versus, uh, versus the New Orleans Saints. Fours. New York Giants, 5-8 and eight on the season. New Orleans Saints, 6-7 and seven on the season. Saints are minus six at the spread. Six point favorites here. Ridiculous. I mean, that's not, that's terrible. After what we just seen with the Giants, I mean, you got freaking Inspector Gadget on the sideline. I mean, come on. There's no way. Saquon Barkley, right now, I'd rather have Saquon Barkley than Alvin Kamara. Put that on a t shirt. Because I'll tell you right now, I'd rather have Saquon Barkley all day. He's the leading rusher in this game. 185 carries, 783 yards rushing, three touchdowns. I don't think that Giants win was a fluke. I think that was because of DeVito getting more accustomed to the offense and being able to, you know, take his shots where he sees them. I don't think he's all of a sudden a great quarterback. I don't think it, I don't think uh, he's all of a sudden going to show up and, and you know, blow us all away um, against the Saints who are going to want to make him look human. Um, and I think a lot of people are banking on that. Oh, here, yeah, the Saints will make him look human. Pat, well, the Packers defense could, so the Saints defense, absolutely, they will. Now, they need to watch a little bit more football. The Giants will come in here and win that game. Uh, they, they'll, they can win that game with field goals because I'm going to tell you right now, that Saints offense does not worry me one bit. And the Giants defense... If they could stand up to the Packers' offense, I'm using that same logic against them, um, the people that are picking the Saints. If that Giants' defense could stand up to that Packers' offense right now, then, yeah, they'll stand up to the Saints' offense. Um, total is 39.5. I like the under. Uh, New Orleans minus six favorites. No chance. I like the Giants on the spread. I'm, taking the, I'm picking the Giants to win. Plus six on the spread, Giants. That's I can't go all favorites, you know. I got to take some chances. That's what winning allows you to do. Winning allows you to take chances. Atlanta Falcons versus the Carolina Panthers, and the Atlanta Falcons uh, will kick this thing off at noon. Panthers are at home, one and twelve football team, uh, down in the dirt. I mean, this is a bad team. Everything's bad about this team. Everything is rotten. Everything stinks. And I just don't see the Falcons showing up and being terrible. 
I see the Falcons showing up, played a pretty good brand of football in this game. I don't see how it's going to be that difficult for them to play a good game against the Carolina Panthers. The Atlanta Falcons are going to come into this game. They're going to have a very decent performance. Something happens to teams when they go over here to Carolina. And they don't look normal. But they've only won one of those games. You know, Carolina's only won one of those games. So out of the five games they played at home, all those teams didn't look the best. They could only manage one of those wins. So they're still the team that doesn't know how to win. They have pieces like Adam Thielen, who's still racking up yards, 827 yards, receiving four touchdowns, 85 receptions. But then look at the Falcons. They have the key players. They have the X-Factors. B. John Robinson, one of the best football players right now in the NFL is not being talked about because of his contributions when he's in there. He's one of the best right now. 169 carries, 790 yards, and four touchdowns. He'll have 1,000 yards by the end of this season, and he can get a good chunk of that in this game. The Atlanta Falcons will win this game. In my opinion, they'll run away with it. They're minus three favorites. I don't see how the Panthers keep this game close. Where's the offense? You're telling me Chubba Hubbard? Nope, don't believe you. Bryce Young, all of a sudden he turned it on? What are you talking about? It's it's week 15. No, he didn't just turn it on. That's not, this is hilarious. So, minus three. Falcons on the spread. I love that spot. Total set at 34.5. This will go over 34.5. And the Falcons are 6-17. and 17. That's terrible on the road. They'll still make some bad calls. Arthur Smith is still not a good coach. But he'll find a way to win this game and get this team to 500 so he can save his job. That's what it's coming down to for him. He's not, he's in, Unless they collapse, meaning they lose this game and a couple more, he's going to keep his job. So, as long as they win this game, he should be good. Moving into the 3 o'clock slated games for the NFL Week 15, starting with the Washington Commanders versus the Los Angeles Rams. And you got to, you got a weird one there. I like the game. I like that matchup, I should say. Washington Commanders 4-9 versus the Los Angeles Rams 6-7. Los Angeles Rams are minus six and a half on the spread. The totals of 50 and a half. That's just too too much. That's just way too much. They're really discounting the Rams defense. The Rams defense is what impresses me. They have a secondary that's started to bottle some things up, some teams up, and most, you know, receivers and tight ends and stuff. They've been able to bottle a, a lot of who they're playing up these last few games. They're just not finding ways to win. To win, you know. And Stafford, a quarterback, just hasn't looked right, I guess is the best way to put it. Something's wrong with his throwing arm or something. Just He doesn't look right. He's throwing the ball sidearm all the time. I don't know what's going on. It's like Dak Prescott. like But without... You know, winning. 
like the opposite before the winning so he's got to get back to his winning ways and the Washington Commanders roll in here and this is just kind of a team and I hate to say it I feel like they're a punchy bag I hate to say it but I do I feel like they're a punchy bag I feel like they don't have a defense anymore I feel like they, wherever they're going to go they're going to get rolled and I feel like it doesn't matter who the quarterback is for the Rams to be honest with you and I, I, I don't think Sam Howell's the worst quarterback ever but I think the I think the coach has um, lost the team. Ron Rivera lost this team, and then the team itself is just doing whatever they want. You have no defense. You, there's no pride in this team, and I don't see any heart in this team. And it's got to be tough for Commanders fans. I mean, I, I understand it's got to be tough. I don't want to be. I don't even want to talk bad about this team because I feel bad for the fans. To be honest with you. I actually feel bad for their fans. Because, yeah, at one point in this season, if you would have just won a couple winnable games, manageable games, it was bad coaching, and it was bad defense that cost you those games. And Sam Howell made his mistakes here and there, yeah, but that was we knew that was going to happen. That's when the defense has really got to be on their game, and they weren't. They're not a good team. They're a punching bag team. And the Rams will pick this team apart. But the total will not go over 50 and a half. And the Rams will not... um, They will not look good until late in the game. They will not look good until late in the game. The Commanders will somehow keep this team off balance early. But then the pieces will fall apart and they will be exposed and the Rams will pick them apart and end up covering that spread at minus six and a half. I don't like the number, but they will cover that. And the total definitely goes under. I love the under there at 50 and a half. That's the best bet in that game. And it might be the best bet in that whole afternoon slate. We'll see what else we have here. Let's go to the San Francisco 49ers versus the Arizona Cardinals. And I don't know what we're looking at with this besides like a walk-off grand slam for the 49ers. I mean, what else do you got here? There's the total uh, the total set at 47 and a half. Yeah, that could go. Yeah, I like 48 as a as actually the number it gets to. Um 49ers are the favorites minus 12 and a half. So can they win by a touchdown and a field goal? If they do, you cover with half a point. Yes. Yes, they can. So they can win by that 12 and a half. That's actually the best number you'll get on the 49ers right now. That's going to go to like minus 15 and a half. Believe me. Even minus 13 and a half, it might jump up. Um, so they're giving, they're giving you an opportunity there to... To call the Cardinal, you know, pretty much done for the year. Out of season, you know. <laughs> Three and ten Cardinals. Two and four at home. They don't protect home field well. Everybody there is going to be wanting to see the 49ers offense. So, the, I don't really... Uh, I don't really see the Cardinals doing it too much, but helping the over happen. I don't see them covering. I just see them helping that over happen. But how about Christian McCaffrey? Let's give him his flowers today. You know, uh... 226 carries for 1,100 
and 77 yards and 12 touchdowns. And it doesn't always look good. Their top receiver, Brandon Ayuk, in stats on his stat line, 56 receptions, 1,053 yards receiving with six touchdowns. And how about their quarterback, Brock Purdy, who's on his way to being the MVP? 3,553 yards, 25 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. C.J. Stroud was my MVP of the year, but he will no longer be in that race because he's banged up now. And he lost his, he's, he's down his two best weapons. It's just not, it's, there's, there's no path forward for the MVP for him. It's going to be Brock Purdy in the NFC. But it would have been C.J. Stroud if he would have just been able to continue with those Tank Dell and Nico Collins. So he got a little bit, little bit burned there, but that's what happens with a young team. It happens to young teams. Look around. It's happening all over. Mostly young teams. And uh, Brock Purdy with a group of guys right now that are looking like my odds on pick to win outright NFC uh, the 49ers but anything could happen and they need they need Debo Samuel the moment they don't have Debo Samuel this team turns into Miami they become Miami as soon as they don't have Debo Samuel as soon as he's out as soon as something happens hamstringer oh his foot ankle rolled up you know oh Miami, that's not San Francisco no more. Eh, different ocean. So, yeah, be careful with the 49ers taking any bets for the long run until we get a little bit closer to the end of the year where they can rest uh, D-Bone a couple guys because they they are going to have to play these next three at least uh, to guarantee a first-round bye. So look at um, the 49ers to win. They will cover the spread and the total will go over. Those are the three things that will happen in that game in my mind. And also the Arizona Cardinals will score a little bit, just not enough to cover. But those scores, they will have some offense um, until maybe Kyler Murray decides he's just ready to go play Call of Duty. So the Dallas Cowboys are up against the Buffalo Bills. This is a very hotly contested game. Everybody's talking about this game. And I'm finding it hard to pick the Bills. Bills are 7-6. Cowboys are 10-3. The Bills are 5-2 at home. Cowboys are 3-3 on the road. Terrible road team, to be honest with you. They They don't look good on the road. Never do. And the Bills will make them look normal. Because the Cowboys don't run the ball well. They run the ball well at home because they got teams coming in there that are either broken mentally or broken physically. So they're, they, they're getting the benefit of playing at home against teams that are just complete trash, garbage, bomb football that's coming in there. Bomb brand of football coming into Dallas playing. So they're getting the benefit of the doubt there. Having to come on the road after all that hype is what's going to drive the Bills to win this game. All that hype about, oh, we beat the Eagles. Well, they beat you guys too. So all you guys did was tie, tie the series. But it's good they won. I mean, that was a big win. And uh, everything went right in Jerry's world. Better than expected. But this isn't Jerry's world, is it? 
This is up there in Buffalo. It's cold. They're going to make Dak Prescott uncomfortable. They're going to stymie that running game, and the Bills will come out on top. Buffalo will cover the minus two and a half spread. Cowboys will look human. They'll look normal. We'll all be joking about them. We'll have a good laugh about them. But they're not, uh, they're not, you know, the fat lady hasn't sung yet. So be careful what you wish for this Christmas. Total set of 50 and a half. I like the over. These are two teams with two big explosive offenses. That over is going to happen. It's just a matter of Buffalo stymieing the Cowboys until they have a big enough lead. And that's the way I see that game going. Bills win. They cover the spread. Total goes over. Josh Allen has a good day. Throws one interception. Other than that, a very good day. Productive day for him. And Stefan Diggs hits uh, the Cowboys with the mean mug after he catches a touchdown. That will happen too. Um, the Cowboys, like I said, when they go on the road, they don't look like uh, the, the team we know them as. And I think you're going to see that here. Um, I'm betting on it. So the Baltimore Ravens up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is 7.20 p.m. Sunday night. And in a Sunday night game where you have... Baltimore, who's 10 and 3, and the Jaguars, who are 8 and 5, uh, in a game that's going to be very physical, very back and forth. Um, I know a lot of people are probably going to take uh, Baltimore in this situation, but I only really like Baltimore when they're playing against a team that they have a clear advantage against or they're at home. And they don't have that in this situation. So I love the Jaguars on the spread. The spread would be plus three for the Jags. They're the underdogs at home. You can't put it. You can't make a Jaguar an underdog in its own house. It's not how it works, and that's not going to fly. Some teams can get by doing that, but this this will not. And you know what? To be honest with you, I'm impressed with the Jaguars still. Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley, Jr. What he's been able to do with. Trevor Lawrence has been really unique. And uh, Travis Etnine Jr. Um, stealing the show down there running the football with 219 carries for 806 yards and 9 touchdowns, becoming a very big producer in the Jacksonville backfield. And they're leading back for years to come. The Jaguars are an 8-5 and five team or 3-4 and four at home. So that's telling you that they have not earned the respect at home yet. Expect them to do that in this game. Baltimore Ravens are a ten to three team who are five and one on the road. Those five and that five and one record needs to have an asterisk next to it, because all of those games were not like easy games. So they were winning tough games, but they were not doing it to where I'm super impressed. Lamar Jackson doesn't lay down. He's going to he's gonna rise up and above for his guys. But the Ravens have been rolling. They've been looking good. And in the NFL, teams figure you out quick. They download that data quick. And they have you figured out. They know your next move before you do. And the Jaguars defense will have this team figured out by the end of this game. They will win. The total goes over 42 and a half. 43 is a weird number, but... This is odd man out, right? 
oddmanout.ninja. You know my website. So, oddmanout.ninja says, the Jaguars and the Ravens pushed that over. And Baltimore, actually, I don't like Baltimore to win that game. I really don't. I, I, I think that they're going to struggle here. Plus three Jaguars, I would book that if I were you. That's my best bet in that game. Moving on to Monday night, final game for us here in our last pick of the this week's show, and I'm going to miss you uh, until our next episode when we meet again, everyone. Philadelphia Eagles versus the Seattle Seahawks. It actually, I'm looking at the upset here, folks. I got to be real with you. 10 and 3 Eagles team playing against a 6 and 7 Seahawks team. And I feel like the Eagles just something's up. Something's up. Can't trust them. Can't trust you right now, Eagle. And when an Eagle takes on a Seahawk, the Eagles should win. But in this case, they're in the Seahawks' domain. And I don't like that for the Philadelphia Eagle. A little bit far from home, Mr. Philadelphia Eagle. The Seattle Seahawks are a little bit testy right now, aren't they? There's a little bit of fire brewing in that team. Pretty good defense. I haven't given up on them. I have not given up on that defense. I know a lot of people have. I know a lot of people are down on this team. And I get it. I, at some points, I look at them and I say, look, if it's Drew Locke, I'm not really believing too much. If it's Geno Smith, I have a I have a belief. Then I'm watching. And I see Drew Locke played some decent football. Not great, not the greatest football, but he's playing some decent football. Geno Smith's questionable. Whether he plays or not, I actually like the Seahawks in this game. I think the NFL is one of the biggest opportunity leagues. Teams seize opportunity. And the Seattle Seahawks not being at 500 and having a chance to play a very good team like the Philadelphia Eagles when they're on a down right now and they're coming from Dallas up here, this is going to be a game where Seattle actually has a very very great chance to win I think they do pull it off um and I would not be surprised if the Eagles struggle to you know take off in this game I, I would not be surprised total at 47 and a half again the Seahawks four-point underdogs I love the under in this game I think it's tough to get over 47 and a half here potential to be a high scoring game but I do not believe we will get it. I believe this crash is under. Seahawks cover the spread. Not only that, they win the game. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Preston Super Show. Just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night and God bless. Palms 37-4 KJV.